You are listening to You Heard It Here Second. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or DerekAndSteve.com. Subscribe and follow today. Um, do you want to shout out anybody? Uh, yeah, shout out to my mom, you know, if you're, if you're listening. Derek and Steve present... As it gets closer, you'll be our guy. You'll be our uh, sailing insider. Uh, we be needed a sailing you. insider for a long time. It was very heavy-handed. Like, yes. oh, the bells. Just don't forget about the bells. <laughs> when they ring, don't kill anyone. Yeah, no. So I'm being sarcastic. Uh, of course, I'm not going to the straight pipe parade. That was like a butt fumble. Return for a touchdown with one second left. To win the Super Bowl. To win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here second. Hello and welcome to episode number 132 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, how's it going? How's it been in a, lot, in a few weeks here? Derek, it's going great. <laughs> um, it's been a long time. Yeah. I think it's been three weeks, three which weeks is longer time. than our usual hiatus. Yep. Um, but we're back. A lot of stuff has happened yeah. since the last time we podcasted. A lot of stuff. <laughs> so I don't think we're going to talk about much of it <laughs> that's true so, um yeah other than that i'm good how are things how are things with you good good it's uh summer's finally here in boston it's been i'm sure there for you for a while now but it's now finally here for us so nice uh, we're starting to enjoy it officially i think june 21st is the first day of summer so we're a few days in but the weather's actually starting to reflect it now so uh want to hear, hear something about that yeah want to hear something crazy i do I'm going to be in Boston this weekend. Wow. Let's go. I'm not yeah. going to be here, though. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm there for a wedding, so I yeah. wouldn't be able oh, to nice, hang out. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, you're going to yeah. hopefully hopefully have some nice weather. Hopefully, I it hope doesn't so. start it's raining been, the second you get here. It's been like 110 degrees with Ooh. 1,000% humidity every day. Wow. So, this will be a nice little break for you, then. It'll be a nice winter break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah. Other Otherwise, though, um, things are going well. We're, we're just kind of... Entering the the peak of the summer where things are, are not super duper hot here, but uh, nice weather. Um, I have a bunch of trips. I've been traveling a lot. Uh, weekend trips. Went to Martha's Vineyard. Went to Cape May. Going to Vermont this uh, this weekend. And then I'm going on a cruise in a couple weeks. So very busy month for me. But Look at you. Yeah. Traveling I've man. Just, I've just been golfing a lot. <laughs> uh, if you want a little plug for the golfers out there. Uh, I downloaded the app called Grint, G-R-I-N-T. Grint. Uh, it tracks your scores and stuff. You have to pay for it, but it's a pretty good app. All nice. of my friends have joined. Um, so if you're a golfer and either have the app or want to download the app, um, follow me. It's like social media for golf. It's kind of like there's not much you can do on it besides record your scores and stuff, but right. yeah, it's a nice little, nice little app. So there's nice. my little plug for Grint. Cool. Cool. Yeah. The social yeah. media part of it's kind of cool. The, the, I've used uh, 18 Birdies, which is an app I think you've seen before. Yeah. Um, has like the GPS and stuff for the holes. It's 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 okay. It's, it's sometimes not perfectly accurate, but you can track your scores there as well. But I don't believe there's like a social aspect. So uh, if right. your friends are on it, it's a great thing uh, to to jump on there. Grint. So good Grint. good tip for the golfers out there. Hot um, tip. So uh, that's kind of the opening drive. Anything anything else you want to mention before we uh, start into pop culture here? No. Let's let's pop some culture. Let's do Derek. it. Time to pop some culture. Alrighty, so pop culture. Uh, we have a few topics here. We will start with, uh, I believe this is actually something from, you said you're coming to Boston this weekend. This is from, I think, the last time you were in Boston. Is that right? That is right, Derek. All right. You are correct. Um, so this is going to be a kind of a little story time, but last time I was in Boston, your boy, Stephen Nicholas, was on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives wow. with Guy Fieri. Wow. I was on the show. I'm one of the guys in the background, fake eating food and fake drinking. Like, so here's the story. It was it was <laughs> quite it was quite the day. So, um, I'm out eating at this restaurant uh, with Kelsey, and it's like a pub. It's like a a British pub or whatever. Yeah. And um, a guy comes in and goes, "Hey!" Like, literally, walks into the bu- the pub. It's just us eating lunch, and he comes up and goes, "Hey." Do you want to be on TV? 
and we were a little <laughs> sketched out because that's like I don't know. We I assumed it was like a news crew was here. They want to. They're doing like a local segment or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's like, "There's uh, Guy Fieri's down the street. Diners, drive-ins, and dives." I was like, "No freaking way! <laughs> we're absolutely doing it." So we we wait. We go over there. Um, we're waiting outside of the restaurant called Highland Fried. Okay. Um, it's a restaurant called Highland Fried in Somerville, Massachusetts, and we're there's a like a crew of people out there, super hipsters. We were the, the only people who were not mega hipsters, so I think they were happy to have us because it's like yeah. we got to have some diversity here. <laughs> Um, and so they start, we start filling out waivers, his car, his like hot rods parked out front with a little tarp over it, but you can obviously tell it's the, the flavor mobile. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we're, we're like lifting the tarp up, taking photos and stuff. So he apparently does the kitchen scene. Like when he, when he talks to them and they cook their own thing, they do that beforehand. And then when he's done, everyone piles into the restaurant. So we all piled into the restaurant. Still have not yet seen Guy Fieri. Then we all sit at our table. They bring out fake food. They they tell you to pretend to laugh and pretend to talk. And so we end up uh, sitting at this table right behind this main table, like where he asks the people the questions. Yeah. Um, and so we are definitely in the background of, <laughs> of these uh, shots. Um, so... He and then he leaves the restaurant and does the car segment. Like, hey, I'm here at Highland Fried, one of my favorite <laughs> Boston spots. Yep. Um, and he's he's wearing his classic too tight buttoned shirt uh, with his like <laughs> extremely baggy cargo pants and like armbands and necklaces and stuff. <laughs> so he and he comes in and he he waits right outside this section we're sitting in, and then he just bolts in sits down and starts peppering them with questions he's like so you ever been here and they're like yeah they're like what do you what do you like about it oh uh, like what do you think about the hot chicken oh uh, what do you think about this uh, and he just goes and goes and goes and peppers and peppers and peppers and then then they he's like all right next group and they stand up they move around and then three more people come sit at the same spot he asks them the same questions boom 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 it took probably 10 minutes tops yeah and he was like all right cool like, thanks, everyone. We didn't even get a photo. Didn't get to, like, shake his hand. They just, wow. you could tell they they sanitized the whole thing. They yeah. don't want people taking photos. They don't want and people. And so, like, do, was your impression that, so you said three different groups sat at the same table. Like, are they going to only use one of those then, you think? Or, like. I mean, no, I mean, they're just they're just going to clip it super, super. Yeah, like, it just seems weird clip. that you'd seat them all at the same table because it feels like weird. It feels like you'd. I feel like you'd want to hop to different tables in the place if you were going to like use them all. That's that's you, weird. Yeah, but they yeah. set up the cameras and the oh. lights. Like they set up they everything. They it every time? No, they just set, they just like positioned oh, gotcha. a few cameras on a tripod and a few lights facing the table. And so they would have to redo that. So that instead they just switch the people out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So anyway, it was a weird experience. And then he was gone and we didn't even get to see him. <laughs> so, but I did take a bunch of photos like when he was outside. Uh, so I did... I sat two seats away wow. from the mayor of Flavortown, Derek. <laughs> that is, that's an accomplishment right there. That's, that's right. wild. So, so yeah, there you so go. It was, there it is. That's, that's the insider's uh, tips on diners, drive-ins and dives. That's behind the scenes. Yeah, And it's funny because the, earlier that day I had seen that, that he was in Boston because he and that whole new development that I've talked about before that's at the TD garden, there's a, uh, basically a tequila casino like Mexican restaurant that's opening and now it's a guy yeah. it's a guy Fieri one and so um and, and so he was here in Boston in part to like announce that and like have an opening thing for that not not opening it's not open yet but like he there was this thing with him announcing that he was it was going to be a guy location and then he obviously did some diners drive-ins and dives while he was here um so yeah, it's wild. You know, I saw that on Twitter, and then like an hour later, Steve's like, "I'm on diners, driving the guy and yeah. dives." So it was wild. wild. And I do want, I do want to plug. I do want to say that he was very nice. He was so nice to everyone around. He was like asking about their kids. He was like telling everyone they did a great job. He yeah. was, he was in a good mood, which is, it, it's kind of his personality anyway. He's just this like huge character yeah yeah but it's and good he, to know and he and he's actually like that yeah it's not it's not an act yeah so yeah, it, yeah. It, it it was good to know that's yeah. good that's good 
Mm-hmm. That's good. Cause that, that would really suck if you like saw behind the scenes and he was just like a total douche, like all the time, <laughs> yeah. like to everyone else. As soon as the camera turned off. <laughs> no, he is, he has got a heart of gold. I am. Yeah. He get, he's got my vote for reelection. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So there it is. There's uh Steve's experience on yeah. uh, being a TV star. So yeah. Uh, they said four to five months. Wow. Uh, okay. So keep nice. your eyes peeled for, if you hear Highland Fried in Boston, or they'll probably say Somerville, Massachusetts. Right, right. Uh, I will be in the background, fake nice. laughing up a storm. Now, now, do you um do you know what other if he stopped at other Boston places? Oh yeah, they. I we talked to the producer. He stopped. He does like six or seven a day. Oh really? Okay. So then they'll yeah, be so split, they, split to different episodes, probably right. Right. Correct. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because I believe I saw he was at Polly's too. Which uh, yeah. in the North End, which you're familiar with, because from when we lived there, yeah. Um, Why would you go to Polly's? I don't know. Though, See, that's a good Monica's. question. It's a good question. I, I don't, well, Monica's doesn't really cook a lot, I guess. I mean, they do, but they don't have as Polly's doesn't either. Yeah, it's true. Pa- Polly's just is just more traditional American, I guess. Like as far as like their subs and sandwiches, like there's no, just- they'll know what they're probably gonna do. Lot there were lobster. Rolls. Oh, true. They do advertise to having like the best lobster rolls. So yeah. Yeah, maybe that's probably what they'll do, actually. Good point. So so there you go. Guy Fieri touring Boston, and Steve catches him at uh, his summer, Somerville stop. Me and so, Guy. So uh, anything else in your Guy experience? No, I. but I'm, I'm even a bigger fan now, if that's possible. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. So uh, next topic in pop culture is everybody's favorite type of segment, a cozy book corner. All right, so Cozy Book Corner, Steve. Uh, this is probably you, right? Derek, no. <laughs> I'm really excited for this. Let me let me introduce it. <laughs> okay. Cozy Book Corner, Derek Robinson. Derek read his very first book. <laughs> he picked up yep, a book, yep. started it, and finished it. <laughs> and now we're here. And it's so a, Derek, this is your Cozy Book Corner. I'm really excited. It's so a milestone. Let, it's a milestone. So, to, so, so I do kick it over to you. I do just want to clarify: this isn't my very first book, but um, it's uh, it's. Uh, I'm a, I'm I have been quite an infrequent book reader, um, and I decided to grab a couple books. And the 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 one that I've finished thus far is Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. Now, I believe that there was a prior cozy book corner on this with Steve. Uh, it, I'm not a hundred percent sure of that, but I know that Steve read this book and, and talked about it. So, uh, if it wasn't officially a cozy book corner, he, he did at least talk about it at some point. So, um, dark matter is definitely, this is definitely my type of book, which is sci-fi, but not like over the top sci-fi. If, if you would probably agree with that, like it's not, I would. um, it's not super duper like fantasy slash, uh, not based in realism. It's a sci-fi concept um in in really the the base of the concept is is multiple realities in, in kind of the multiverse and in, yeah. infinite different realities of yourself basically uh at diff- know what it reminded me of what? which would be a good comparison like a in terms of what kind of sci-fi it is it's kind of like a black mirror episode yeah uh, yeah like I it's, could- it's it's it seems really realistic but it's stuff that you've never conceptualized right right yeah yeah and that's like yeah, that's a good. That's a, probably a good comparison because it's there's one major. So for me, in a sci-fi type of of story like this, what I'm looking for is, you know, they have, there's the concept of suspending your disbelief, right? And like the more unrealistic elements in a story, the harder it is to do that. And then you just have to kind of shift your mindset into, okay, like this is not real, like this is just totally fake. Whereas mm-hmm. in this book, there's one, there's just one premise that you have to suspend your disbelief on which is that multiple like infinite realities could exist and that you can actually travel between them. Right. That's the only concept that you have to accept. Uh, and then the rest of the book is, is based in reality. Really? There, there's no, there's no majorly unrealistic concepts beyond that one concept. And so for me, that's like a great sci-fi story because it's, it's got so much still relatable and like that can make your brain start to, you know, make the gears turn and make you start thinking a lot, but also just kind of hinging on one pretty unrealistic thing. So, or, or at least to us, you know, in our minds right now, unrealistic thing. 
So it's a really intriguing story. Um, for me, it's one of those page turners right from the beginning. Um, you kind of are, are intrigued immediately with action. And again, that's kind of, I don't like when, when, when stories have too much back backstory filling or scene setting, you know, this is not one of those books. It's very uh, start to finish. It's, it's action. Um, and so now I got to remember what I gave it as a rating, Steve. I forget what my number was. I think it was nine. That's, that's a pro. That's a, veteran move is that you should have your goodreads up <laughs> you should have your rating up because as you're saying it you forget what you gave yeah it. and that's and that, you have you have to be consistent See, this is a rookie this is a rookie book reader mistake by me because i i don't have my goodreads up luckily i can inst- i can quickly go to my notifications because steve commented on my review so i can get to my review right here I did um, comment. <laughs> and uh, actually, I had to leave my rating in the comments because I omitted it from my review. Mistakenly. You can edit your review, Derek. Oh, you can Come edit the on. review. But I, I wanted it to be to be to show as natural that I was kind of deciding on the fly. Uh, 91% Derek Dragonfruits is my rating uh, on uh, Dark Matter by Blake Crouch. It is certified Pattaya Colada. Highly recommend it. Um, and it was a great choice for me in, uh, in getting back on the book train, as I explained. Um, yeah. So, so there it is. And, uh, I will say that my next book is going to be the road, which you have also yes. done, I think a cozy book corner on. Um, but I, I have not actually dove into that one yet. So I plan to this weekend. Um, but, uh, the road by Cormac McCarthy is my next book. So, so there I you go. I love that book. I'm dude, I'm pumped. You are on the book. I'm on, train. I'm on the book train and you know, and this is a little bit further out for me, but, uh, reading a book again after a while, um, reminded me that I've, I, I still want to write a book someday. I do. Whoa. So yeah, I've always wanted to write a novel, but I've never like actually dove into it and I, I'm still not diving into it, but I'm starting to think about it. I'm going to start. Th- if you have ideas, let me know and we can brainstorm. Cause I, I have I, a, ver- I have a very good idea. I want to write a book too. I don't know if I want to give you my, well, right. Idea. Well, give me your, your ideas that you don't want that you aren't going to write. I'll give you my you know? crappy ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the crappy <laughs> ideas and I'll turn them into something that isn't crappy. So <laughs> good luck with that. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there you go. Cozy book corner. Uh, did you have any other thoughts you wanted to chime in on on Dark Matter? I know you already gave your analysis. Um but. no, you did great. I I really enjoyed your first cozy book corner. Yeah. And and I didn't really spoil uh, I, anything either. No, I, I I will echo your um your review in that like I very, very much enjoyed it. So that's yeah. two recommendations from the hosts. Mm-hmm. If you like sci fi books, you should read this one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and it's an easy, it's a pretty easy read too. It's not like a, it's not hard to like follow, you know what I mean? It's like, right. it's, it's, it's hard to sometimes wrap your brain around what's happening, but it's not hard to understand, to know what is happening. If that makes sense. It's, you know, it's freaking wild. It is. It is. It's wild. It really is. Yeah. There are some, there are some good, some, some very like, uh, and this is the last thing I'll say, I mentioned this in my review was that it's one of those books that like, you at, at multiple points, you, you think that you have it figured out kind of, you know, right. Not, yeah. not in some grand, like mystery type of way, but like, you just think you have a grasp on what the story arc is about to be. And then it is not that, and it changes, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and not in like, again, an unrealistic or like weird way. It's just like something else you didn't think of comes into play, you know? So yeah, it's good. It's, it's a very good book. It's good. And if you're a fan of the author, he just came out with a new book. Did he? Okay. Like I didn't know this that. month called Recursion. Yeah. I'm, I'm likely not going to read it just cause that I want that book to kind of stay as its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but if you, if you like that book and you like reading similar books, right. um, Recursion nice. just came out. Interesting. So there you go. I'll have to check it out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so there's cozy book corner, uh, for, for this episode. Um, brings us into our last topic, which is a little bit of pop culture and sports blending um, before we move into yeah. the actual sports topic. So, uh, Steve, you want to do this one? Sure. Um, so this is more sports than pop culture. But uh, so Cody Bellinger, I'll set the stage. Cody Bellinger is an outfielder for the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. He plays baseball and he's very, very good at it. <laughs> he, he might be the best baseball player or at least top five right now. Confirm or deny, Derek? Uh He's he's a very good very good baseball player. I don't know if he's top five. What? But I mean, name five better than him right well, now. Well, I, I don't know. So I, I Trout y- Trout Yelich and who else? I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass on that because I haven't followed. I knew. I haven't followed his stats this year. He's probably doing really well. If you say he's top he's, five, so I will accept. He's it. doing yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so confirmed. I wouldn't confirmed say it last year. Um, and he happens to be a very good looking young man. 
Um, so combine those two things, and it has become a thing for young girls, <laughs> and when I say young, I mean like 20s, to hop the fence of the outfield and run up to him and hug him <laughs> during play. Um, so co- this has happened two nights in a row, and the photos from... I don't know if you've looked at the photos. I did see one. <laughs> they are the best f- sports photos ever taken. <laughs> They're like girls, cr- like a girl is crying, like uh, like her tears coming down her face, arms wrapped around Cody Bellinger. His arms are <laughs> his arms are straight up into the air. He's like not engaging, and the girl is getting tackled by police. It's like it it should it should go up in the Louvre. In, in <laughs> like it is incredible, and there's multiple of them. Two nights in a row, a girl. A different girl has hopped the stands and they they tackle him and he he said to the second one, "You know you're going to jail, right?" <laughs> and she and she and as she's lying on the ground, she says, "Totally worth it." <laughs> yeah. um, wow. So they the Dodgers and Cody Bellinger had to make a statement today, saying something like, "I really don't appreciate the hugs. Like I don't want you to come on the field and hug me during a baseball game." <laughs> so that's what's currently happening, and that was that was the last two nights. So. It, to, tonight the, we are talking right now could be a third night in a row if it happens again. Wow. So it is it is hot off the press. If this so if this happens again, then they need to take action to stop this because this will get. I don't know how you do it. I know how you do it. I know it just just popped into my head. I know exactly how you do it. You Cody Bellinger and the Dodgers just do a fundraiser, ten bucks, and he's just going to hug everyone who gets in line, like <laughs> like every person who gets in line, like. Yeah. If Cody Bellinger has to stay there for six hours, he stays there for six hours. But he's going to hug everybody who participates and pays ten dollars, and then they donate I, they donate all of it to some good cause. That might work, Derek. And then it might work. And then or they could like, trade him because then because or, <laughs> or they could trade him or he can retire. But um, <laughs> but but if, if you do the fundraiser right now. Like think about how much of a of a d bag you are if you are the person who the day after the fundraiser runs on the field and hugs him. Ooh, good call. Like right, you didn't even go to the fundraiser to hug him. You you decided to run on the field again. You know, right? So or they, they think, have a day. They have like a day, like a Cody Bellinger hug day at the park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And show up early and he hugs. Yeah, everybody. you could stand right there in the outfield where he normally stands. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you, they can. And everybody can line up at second base and you can run to hug him. And you and could, then, you could chase him down. <laughs> Yeah, it's perfect. It's like a run the bases with the kids. But exactly. But with adults run, hugging an, an, another adult. <laughs> run run the outfield. Yeah. Exactly. I like it. I like that plan. Yeah. So I, I'm interested. I, it's one of those things in sports that's weirdly wholesome and also a little strange. So I, I kind of want it to keep happening or at least <laughs> I, I like the, the fundraiser fundraising idea would be hilarious. Or if they did something in between innings that yeah, was just like yeah. making fun of it. It's something that deserves a bit yeah. more attention. I, I would like it to I happen one say, more game. Yeah. I would like it to happen one more game to force some additional action. I'll say that. Yeah. Like I would li- I would like to see them have to make a decision on what to do. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, if you have not seen the photos, the videos aren't that good because they're all grainy cell phone videos. Yeah, from, yeah. Like from the, from the outfield, which is not very close. So uh, look up the photos because they're I'm not even joking. They are spectacular photos. They're just very, they're just, I, I looked at one this morning. I was like, that is the best sports photo ever taken. It's just really good. Yeah. Love it. Um, so that's, that's it for Cody Bellinger and um, this, the and Cody Bellinger hugs. The hugging epidemic. So, yeah. Um, so that's it the for Chicago pop- hugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that'll do it for pop culture. Brings us into the second half, which is sports. All righty. So sports, um, a lot has obviously happened in sports since we were last here. So I, I think you have in parentheses here, lightning round. Um, I just said lightning notes. round for, I said lightning round for the NBA. For the, NBA. Just the NBA has been over for a while. Okay, cool. Um, but I also didn't add, uh, I'll, I'll add lightning round for hockey too, just cause I want your thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Cause, cause you're a Bruins fan and obviously they lost in the Stanley cup yeah. finals to the blues. Yep. Unfortunately. Um, but we should at least get your take. So, We'll do lightning round for hockey, NBA, and then we have a little bit of baseball and World Cup news. Yep. So sounds great. Do you want to do um, NBA or hockey first? I'm not going to do hockey because I have no opinion right, okay. on it. So, so let me get you do hockey. Let me get first. hockey out of the way. Um, so uh, 
pretty devastating for me. <laughs> um, so though we might have discussed before that I was going to be at several of the games because I got off the Bruins uh, season ticket list. So mm-hmm. I was at game seven of the Stanley Cup final, which is a very rare uh, thing yeah. thing to claim that you were at. Um, that's like a buck. That's like a bucket list item. For it, a lot it, of it sure is, and and it sure was <laughs> until it uh, until it went extremely wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. So the Bruins got uh, pretty. I, I don't want to say dominated because it was one of those strange. the The story of the final three games of the Cup final, really, which uh, the Bruins lost uh, two of them. Uh, the story of those final three games was one that is sometimes common in hockey where you feel like you have controlled the play and you feel like you've outshot you that you have outshot the other team and you've outplayed them and not dominated them but like you're thinking that you probably should be winning but you're losing yeah and that that happened especially in game five i think um and in game seven similar tale although like i wouldn't really say they outplayed the blues they just like like it, it just kind of felt like the blues didn't do a whole lot but they just got like the, their chances were high quality and they buried them Um, and so, you know, my overall thoughts, like obviously, you know, for a few days it was, it was brutal having just lost game seven of the cup finals. But I think, um, for one, the blues were just kind of an unreal story. Like the team was in last place in the NHL in January. You know, that's like, I think we might've mentioned this before on the podcast, but, um, one very common thing in hockey circles is that people have always looked at the standings at Thanksgiving, which is like not very far into the season at all. But the standings at Thanksgiving are typically like 80% indicative of who makes the playoffs. Like in hockey, you just get out to a start and like you tend to that that it tends to show how good your team is in the beginning. Right. And so um, Thanksgiving standings are pretty indicative of the playoff picture, let alone January, like a a full like a month and a half later. Um, And so the Blues were in dead last in January and somehow come back, make the playoffs, go all the way to the cup finals and win. So they're a good story. It was their first Stanley Cup aside from the fact that I don't like, I didn't like a lot of their players. I thought they had a lot of players that were dirty and, and took some cheap shots. Like the fan base, the the team, the franchise as a whole, like it's uh, by and large, it's a good story. You know, it's like they, you know, first time yeah. champion. So I can't harbor too many ill feelings towards them. Really. I think it was just, it's just one of those, you chalk it up. Cause I've had people ask me like, what do you think happened? Like, do you think the Bruins were better? And like, you know, to be honest, I do think the Bruins were better team than them, but it just happens sometimes, you know, you, 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 come out on the wrong end and in hockey I think more than other sports it's more bound to happen I know that's not what you wanted to hear after the first round but it happened to Tampa you know Tampa's a better yeah. better team than Columbus but um it just sometimes happens that way so I chalk it up as you you credit the blues um they were very very hard-nosed team like, like they kind of flipped the script on modern day hockey a little bit I was gonna say it was a very very physical aggressive uh Stanley Cup. Yeah, and the Bruins which, are... I mean, they they usually are, but you're right. The Bruins are usually the enforcers. Bruins are one of the most physical teams in the league. You know, the Bruins go up against Tampa and Toronto, and it's like Tampa and Toronto are fast and skilled. And not to yeah. say the Bruins aren't fast and skilled, but they're, they're less fast and skilled than those teams, and they're more physical, right? But the Blues took it a whole different level with physicality. And so it was, it was definitely a different script. Um, they, you know, you got to give credit to them. They, they stuck with that plan. And, and a lot of people say that you know, people talk about, oh, you finish your checks, you hit the defenseman, right? And it, like it pays off by the end of a series, right? Like they get tired. And it's like you, like when you're losing game one and, and you're just hitting them and you're losing, you're like, I don't want to like, I don't want to that this is bullcrap that you're going to tell me that this is going to come back and pay dividends for us in game seven. Right. Yeah. But like it does. It really it really does. And like you wear down a team and you get them physically beaten up and tired like it can have an impact. And I think it did in this series. Um and so, yeah, that's kind of what you chalk it up to. Um, you know, the Bruins have still a good future, still with a tough division. Obviously, we're going to be saying the same things next year uh, with Tampa, Toronto and the Bruins. It's it's not going anywhere in that division. So um, so there you go. There's my, my quick little breakdown. Um, pretty brutal loss, but uh, I've kind of I've turned the corner now and looking forward to next year, which I think is going to be another very, very competitive race in yeah. the Atlantic division. Right. Well, congrats to the St. Louis Blues, first ever Stanley Cup. Um, And we know that they have passionate fans in St. Louis, so congrats to them. Um, Next up, we have NBA, National Basketball Association. We'll do a quick lightning round because we're we're already way out on that. Um, And I don't want to talk about the draft, unless you want Uh, to. No, we don't need to talk about the draft. Okay. So the Toronto Raptors win the NBA championship, a Canadian team... Wins an American sport championship. Yeah. Quick and, it's uh, another, and it's not hockey. Another another first time champion. Um, 
So th- this is another one of those things where I start to feel like the stories sometimes are meant to be right when this is happening. We had a couple, we had mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles a, a, a year and a half ago win their first championship. Um, you have the St. Louis Blues win theirs. You have the Raptors win theirs. Uh, a couple years ago, you had the Cubs breaking their long streak. You know, like it just it it feels to me anyway. Like in the last four or five years, you're getting way more of the feel good stories for a team that's never won. Like it just uh, maybe maybe I'm just kind of making that up and it's false perception, but feels like it's happening more. And it's good to see. Yeah. It's good to see. And we already talked about how we both wanted the Raptors to win for obvious reasons, right? Because just because Golden State's been one of the dynasties in the NBA, but um, it was great to see Toronto win. And it was honestly like. Now, now the book is is closed enough that they can immortalize Kawhi. Like Kawhi can leave, and they, yeah. and they can immortalize him. Like, like they, they can build a statue in center court if they wanted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the it, Toronto the Toronto Kawhis, they could be that and be fine. They actually reached that level, which nobody really thought was possible when he signed there, or when he got traded. Yeah. Sorry, when he got traded there, um, no one thought that was the outcome, but they did it, and no one could really talk yeah. anything to them now. It's like they that that worked for them, so. It is a weird scenario because you're right. He could still leave now, and I think Toronto would still be okay with oh, it. They'd be they like, would. "Cool, thanks for thanks for stopping by. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck on your adventures." Uh, like that. That's really like that was the only way that was going to work and it never works like that. So you're right. In, in terms of the storylines, this was a good one. So I'm, I'm all for it. Kawhi is such a strange weirdo yeah, he though. Is. Like, he I really is. But I don't know. Toronto deserved it. They, they, as a city, they did a really good job of showing out. Oh yeah. They, like 2 million people at the parade or something. Um, uh, like, uh, all their celebrities were into it. They just, they just did a good job of having a championship team. So, um, congrats to them. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, I think, um, the one thing that this is the last point I'll add to that is that obviously, yes, there were injuries at play for, for the Warriors. We all know that. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I think that some people have gone a little too far in tarnishing what Toronto did here. You know, I, like, I mean, yes, Kevin Durant missed pretty much all this series, but Golden State was, was this like a 73 win team without Kevin Durant, if people remember. And they were roll, they swept their way through the conference finals in the West. So, um, yeah, Clay missed a game here and there, and then he, he obviously had the knee injury in game six, but I, I think it's a little bit overcompensating when some people are kind of not putting an asterisk on it, but like kind of, but chalking everything up to the injuries. I think it's a little excessive. Toronto had an extremely good team, more than people, much better than people thought they were this year. So yeah. they deserved it. Orlando beat them once in the playoffs. They did. Game one, Orlando <laughs> was, was on their way to sweep in Toronto and then, yeah. <laughs> and then things took a turn, but <laughs> Um, all right, moving on to the uh, second part of NBA. We'll move a little faster, but um, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Wait, no. Ant- and how do you say his last name? Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo wins uh, MVP. Kind of unexpected. I mean, he was always going to be in the running, but I did not think he was going to win yeah. over Kawhi or James Harden um, or Kevin Durant, for that matter. Yeah. Um, so Giannis wins, gives a spectacular speech. Thanks his mom, cries the whole time. Um, really, really like he's just one of those guys. It just reinforced how good of a person he is too. Yeah. Um, so he is. I think he was my favorite player. Um, fun fact: I, I gave him a fist bump in the Orlando airport a couple oh, months yeah, ago. Right. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Um, and I've been to his home court, like yeah, literally yeah. The, the court they paint his face on in Greece. So I have a weird connection to Giannis. So <laughs> I. I'm in on him all the way. He's a great guy on a great team, great basketball player. Congrats on the MVP. Big fan. Really happy he won. Yeah, I uh, I'm all for it as well. Um, I you know a lot of people are talking about how Harden got snubbed. I think he like yeah, that's the biggest, that's the most common storyline I've seen among the snub. Right, like people aren't really feeling that bad for Kawhi. He won the championship. Like Kevin Durant, he's a multiple time repeat winner. Um, Harden is the reigning MVP. So yeah, like, I don't know why you'd feel that bad for him either, but you know, granted Harden had some crazy streaks, right? Like he had, he had, he had like a 40 game, a 40 point streak. That was like, what I was like 28 games long or something. Like he had, he had an insane or no 40 games of 28 points or something like that. But, um, really for me, the reason that I love the fact that Giannis won this MVP, besides all the stuff you said about him being a good guy and being like kind of the He's emerging as a new face of the league as, as some of these older stars get into their upper 30s, right? Um, Giannis was also a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> like, cool. like, like, And yeah. so, I mean, 
if you got a guy who's an MVP candidate and he's also in the discussion for being defensive player of the year and he's like scoring 20 whatever points a game, like how, how can he not like I, I just love that a guy like that wins the MVP because, you know, James Harden, while he's putting up these insane point totals and stuff and shooting a gazillion shots a game, you know, he's not playing defense. He's not like, you know, th- there's a lot of things that are lacking in his game. Giannis is right now probably the most complete player in the game besides LeBron and LeBron's been not fully healthy the last year. So, I mean, there's no probably more well-rounded player right now than Giannis as far as doing everything. Um, and so I love that, that his, his well-rounded game got him the MVP and I think it, he deserved it. I mean, Kawhi, obviously you could make an argument for as well, but, um, it, it was good for me. I, I, I like that, that Giannis got that MVP. So, yeah. Uh, last up, Luka Doncic wins rookie of the year, rookie sensation from Europe. Yep. Uh, comes to America, dominates our sport. What do you think about Luka Doncic winning rookie of the year? Uh, didn't watch a whole lot of Luka this year, so I don't know for sure. I, I'm overall I'm fine with him winning rookie of the year. What, I, what I'm more intrigued by entering free agency is whether this is a draw for anybody. You know, Dallas has cap space. Dallas can lure some people there. Do people right. do people want to go play with Luka Doncic? You know, the, um, because Dirk's gone now too. Dirk's gone, um, and so they don't have a ton of pieces. But they got Kristaps Porzingis there with on from that Knicks trade. Um, which is silly, by the way. Like the Knicks, the Knicks <laughs> just gave away Kristaps Porzingis trying to clear cap space to sign Kevin Durant. Like, and so, like if that backfires, that's just kind of hilarious. But, um, but yeah. So you know, Doncic and Porzingis is an interesting duo, and like seeing what marquee free agents might be lured to Dallas is an interesting uh, topic. So, so that's kind of that's the extent to which I'm interested in him winning Rookie of the Year is like being sort of a cornerstone. What what star players might want to go. Um, be the star, but also kind of be the the wingman to Doncic, who is a, a, appearing to be the emerging star in Dallas. So I think it's an interesting yeah. dynamic. Yeah, I like. I th- I think you're right. I think they're going to get one more big star. I do think also Luka Doncic's game is awesome. Yeah. He's a spectacular shooter, but he also plays. This is a comparison, just because I don't know what other game to compare it to, but he plays kind of like Michael Jordan, where. Is a lot of body like he he will drive in with his body and then pull up for a shot yeah. real quick. Like he's he's not slashing through the lane and dunking or slashing through the lane doing layups. He's he's cutting and then stopping on a dime and pulling up shooting. Right, so right. it's it's a cool game and it's been away from the NBA for a while. That's moving to the outer edges to like under the basket yeah. or to the three point line. So he he still plays a cool mid range game. Right, right, right. Nice. Yes, there you go. Luka Doncic wins uh, rookie of the year. Um. So, anything else in NBA? No, Good there. Just um, I think both our teams had an okay draft, and that's it. Yeah, okay draft. But the Celtics' okay draft comes after a ridiculously bad start to the off season. So, <laughs> yeah the uh, the Orlando the Orlando Magic drafting a position they didn't need and a guy <laughs> a guy whose name I can't pronounce is so on brand. <laughs> there you go. That's very very on brand for the Magic. Um. So, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the draft another time maybe, or when the season gets closer, we can talk about the rookies a little bit, but, um, so baseball time, um, baseball's well underway as we know, but, uh, the one topic we have here is Red Sox Yankees in London this weekend, which has crept, right? crept up on us. It's now happening, I believe across the pond Saturday, Sunday. Um, I think there's like two days off before and one after. So not like a huge break to travel to London, but in baseball terms, I guess it kind of is, you know, cause they play every day. Um, so what do you have initial thoughts on this, uh, this series in London? Just excited to watch them pop a few dingers <laughs> in the pond. <laughs> that's yeah. good, right? That was good. Yeah, that, that was good. That was good. That sounded just like, uh, sounded like uh, you were in London. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I think I like it. Um, I think baseball, it's weird that baseball is the last of the sports to travel. Um, yeah. like football plays a game in London and in Mexico city, um, yeah, I mean, baseball every, every year does the one in, uh, Asia to kick it right, off. Right, right, But that's, that's just like a weird, like tradition. Um, they're, they're, they have yet to break into the, um, European market with baseball right. and, um, basketball has been doing it for a long time. So I, I like it. Um, I don't know what is not my team, so I don't really care but yeah. I, like you're you're a red sox fan so what do you think about playing a red sox yankees game in london yes Who, who's given who's given up the home red games? sox are so th- this is um now this is, this is a minor thing again like i don't want to like 
I'm not the type of person that is going to sit here and like complain about this and act like it's a big deal. It's not a big deal. But um, what I, what I, what did confuse me is that they're playing a two game set in London and the Red Sox are giving both home games for this. Like, like it didn't really make sense to me why they couldn't have done one home game each. Um, and, and then, you know, because you play you play your division rivals 18 times. Right. So nine and yeah. nine home and away. And so now the excluding the London games, the, it's nine and seven home games for the Yankees versus Red Sox. Whereas like, I feel like it could have just been eight and eight, but um, maybe it has to do with three game series and stuff. Obviously eight and eight doesn't factor in uh, you, you would need to play four game series. So there's probably more that goes into it. Um, but uh, so the Red Sox are giving up the home games. There's one thing that drives me nuts about this series. And there's, <laughs> this is something I don't really care very much about in general. So the fact that one thing, the, Brit- the British culture, the Br- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. Um, no, the fact that there is a thing that drives me crazy is kind of telling because I really couldn't care much less about this series in London. Um, both teams are wearing their white uniforms. No. Did you know that? I hate, I hate color. It's bad enough. Bad color match. It's bad enough that in baseball, almost every game is white versus gray. That's bad enough in the U S and like teams are finally starting. I think more lately to, mix some colors in like the Red Sox. I feel like where their reds at home and their blues on the road a little bit more than I they like used the, to. I, I like the Red Sox other uniforms better than their white and gray. ones. I, I have no problem with their white ones. I think their gray ones aren't great, but I love their red ones and I, I really like their blue ones, but their red ones I think are their best uniforms. And for some reason, and well, here's the reason because they, they want the Yankees to wear their pinstripes. That's the reason. Oh yeah. But, the, but they want the Red Sox to give up the home games. So the Red Sox are going to wear their white jerseys and the Yankees are also going to wear their white jerseys with pinstripes. That's so, it is dumb. so, so stupid. So yeah, for, for, for a weekend that I could really care less about, I, I actually am surprised how aggravated I am by that fact. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, we're, we hate bad color yeah. matchups in general. That's just a big pet peeve of That's ours. True. Also what bought, what's going to bother me and I know it is that the Yankees would never make an exception to put the names on their jerseys, even in a different country. Like, put your name on the back of your jersey yeah, so oh, that true. people in a different country oh, great point. can know who the players are. That's a great point. And, like, and call them out, you know? But they would never do that. That's, I didn't even think of that, but that's another great point because the Red Sox, basically every baseball team, or I shouldn't say that. I don't know if this is true. But a lot of baseball teams, their home uniforms don't have names on the back because yes. at home... Uh, this is more of a probably historical traditional reason, but at home you don't need to identify your players because they know who they are. Right. I think that's yeah. the reason historically why that's the case. So the Red Sox whites don't have the, what's oh, up? the Red Sox white and reds don't have names on the back. They're blue and they're gray do. And so, but I will say the Red Sox, I could see still putting names on it. If, if there was like, if people asked them to, but I think you're right yeah. about the Yankees. I really don't think the Yankees would do it. I don't think they would. I, I bet they. I bet both teams don't. I think yeah, you're probably right. put this together. I bet baseball is run by a bunch of hardo traditionalists, so true. and that's why that's why it's dying because there's no fun anymore. That's true. Like, uh, uh, like Ben Zobers gets fined for wearing like black cleats instead of like white cleats yeah. and stuff. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. So, or how about this? How about I you make know. some some London series uniforms or something? Like, yeah. Like I know it's not the player. Yeah. Players weekend in baseball is the best weekend already. Yeah. It's only been around for one year and it's already the best weekend in baseball. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see. I, I hope that maybe that wasn't for both games. Maybe like maybe that was only for the first one that like, but I, you know, I saw that they're both wearing home and it, that aggravates me to no end if they do that for both games. Um, right. So, so we'll see. But other, otherwise I think it's cool. You know, I think it's uh, uh, in general, outside of those complaints we said, I think it's nice that they're expanding internationally to the Europe region. And I think, um, yeah, I think it's hopefully they put on a good showing and hopefully there's like a lot of home runs and stuff um, because otherwise baseball could be extremely boring and Red Sox Yankees games tend to be extremely long. So, um, so hopefully that does not uh, factor in poorly for the London, London audience. Cool. Um, Any other, Things on baseball or the game series in London? I don't think so. Nothing, not on baseball. Cool. Well, let's move it to the Women's World Cup. Yes. Um, our women's team is by far the better uh, international soccer team, um, and they are acting like it. They've they've dominated teams. They just recently had their first difficult game um, and beat Spain two to two to one, and both goals were on penalty kicks. 
and the calls themselves were pretty soft. Um, U.S. is moving on, so I don't really care, but um, that's how it happened. Uh, did you watch the game, Derek? Uh, I did not get to watch most of it because I was at work, but I was kind of following it. Um, and yeah, two penalty kick goals. Uh, from what I heard, though, it wasn't, uh, and I didn't see each of these, but um, they, I don't think that they were like bad calls or, or bailouts. Like, did did you see the penalty? No, they were they weren't they weren't like bad bad calls, but they could have gone either way and probably should have right. gone the other way. Right. Okay. 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 So, so yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting that uh, it was that challenging. Certainly, that caught a lot of people's attention. Um, I think people have grown an expectation that the U.S. women are going to kind of march toward the the fi- the semifinals and finals of this ter- of the World Cup, but um. But yeah, you know, in my in my eyes, any way they can get them, move on. Yeah, it, it's real. Survive, it's, survive in advance. Survive in advance. It's real fun. Like when the World Cup comes around for the women, that we have a national rooting interest, which we never really get with the men to get it very no. far. You know, um, and the, the the girls are not only great, but they're they're good personalities yeah, too. Like they yeah. they're they're all very recognizable. They're all they're personable. They're all over social media. So. This is a team that we need to fully support. Yeah, so I agree. Uh, they play their next game against France, another very difficult matchup, two juggernauts, uh, this Friday at 3 p.m. Um, so that is Friday the 28th at 3 p.m. Friday the 28th. Um, France versus United States. And a, and France is the home team. It's in it's in France. So right, it's, a right, very right. Difficult, it's a very difficult matchup. Yeah, that's right. challenging. Um, fun yeah. fact that I think I've told you before, um, but, uh, Sam Mewis went to my high school. Oh, you, yeah. Yeah, you did tell me yeah, that Sam so Mewis is the, she, this not, not the one playing. Right? She is playing. Uh, so, so Chris, the, the, so Christy, really te- the, Oh yeah, you're Christy, right. Sam Mewis is great. Yeah. They, they call it a tower of power. <laughs> yeah. 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 Christy went to Boston college, played soccer there and was on like, that's who I thought she was on the women's national teams, like, but not the world cup years. And then like she, she didn't make it onto the actual world cup team, but Sam starts for this world cup team. So and she's good. And she's good. Yeah, exactly. So fun little cool. fact there. I don't really know her that well, but I mean, I went to high school with her. So did you, did you date her? No, I didn't. I didn't. So did, did you ask her to prom? <laughs> no, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Darn it. Um, but, uh, but yes, yeah, so there you go. Friday at 3 PM, uh, the women take on France in what will be a hostile environment on France's home territory. So, uh, Derek, uh, a request would be, you shoot her an email after the World Cup's over, asking her to be on the pod. Oh, that, that's that's true. That's I could, I can try that. I don't. I'll see what I can do. My, bro, my brother, my brother actually, my brother knows her better than I do because they were the same year. So I, I can, uh, I, I can try. I can try. You have to try. Yeah, I will try. If they win the World Cup, I will try. Um, what if they don't win the World I'll Cup? Still should, should still I'll still try. Should still try. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, what was your high school mascot? Really quick. Uh, Panther. You are two Panthers. <laughs> Cute. Okay, cool. Yep. Um, well, anything else on the World Cup and your um, future wife, Sam Mewis? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nothing else there. Cool. Right, well, let's move it to the final drive. Um, do you want to ask me if I yeah. want to go first or second, Derek? <laughs> yeah, sure. Time for the final drive. Do you want to go first or do you want to go second? I want to go first, All Derek. All right, go first. <laughs> Did I confuse you? Did you think that I was going to I didn't know line? what you were I didn't know what you were going to do. I was like, what are we going to do here? Like, we don't usually end this way. Usually I'm the one asking if you have anything else to say. So. Strange territory. <laughs> uh, okay, so my final drive is the movie Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm. So, it's not any of the um, live-action Spider-Mans with um, the little scrawny kid. It is the um, animated Spider-Man that came out about a year ago, or maybe a year and a half ago. It is spectacular. It is so good, I want everyone to watch it. Wow. Not only is it a good movie, like it's just a very well-done movie, the animation is something I've never seen before. It's very rare that you get a, a new medium, and it is pleasing. Sometimes they're just they're just not... They just don't work. Yeah. This was completely different style of animation and it nails it. Wow. Interesting. Um, it's all, it's a mix of like real animation and comic book animation. Hmm. So everything that's going on, there's like comic book blangs and pows and um, there's like word bubbles that pop up and it just, it feels like you're watching a comic book, but it, it just works and it works really well. Um, nice. So Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse really funny like 
too funny. It it doesn't deserve to be this as funny as it is. It shouldn't be as funny as it is, and it and it just is. So, um, it's just really, really well done. Um, I I highly recommend it. Spider Man Into the Spider Verse should be out on. Um, I saw it on a plane, so I, I don't know when it's going to come out, but that usually means pretty soon. Yeah, right, right. Um, so I give it. I'm going to give it. 93% Steve wow. Nicholas avocados. Yeah, nice. certified guac. Nice. That is certified big. Certified guac. It's big. And I I had I did I had no intention of liking it when I when I turned it on. <laughs> I was like, "Well, this is a Spider-Man movie. Let's just see, Let's what, just see what it is." And it's wow. And it's spectacular. Excellent. So, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse certified guac. Love it. Two certified items today on the on the pod. Woo! That's excellent. Um, what a day. So my final drive will be a video game review. Uh, MLB The Show 19. Uh, I think you had 18, correct? I think. Or maybe 17. Uh, yeah, sounds right. Yeah, one of we had two. one of the last couple. but uh, So MLB The Show 19. Uh, quick review. I'm not going to dive too deep into it, but it's. Uh, I will say it's it's pretty aligned with the prior versions. I haven't dove into like the um, Diamond Dynasty yet, which is a great mode that I know you played a lot. Um, I've mostly done Road to the Show so far, which is the individual uh, with the infamous uh, Country Breakfast Nicholas made his name. Yeah, um, Country Breakfast. <laughs> um, but so I've mostly done that mode. The one big improvement I'll say is that it's more streamlined and that it's it's easier to quickly go th- go through games and like actually make progress to like get to from double A AA to triple A to the MLB. Like because it sometimes feels like such a grind to try to get to yeah. the level, you know, and it still is kind of a grind, but. Uh, I've only played it for a couple of days and I'm like getting closer, it seems. So, uh, so it's definitely better in that regard. Uh, otherwise, just like kind of minor improvements to what has already typically been a very good game. Um, and so that's kind of most of, of the review there. It's just uh, worth the buy if you love the MLB The Show franchise. Um, if you are not dying to get it, it's probably not going to blow you away in any regard. But if you're someone who, you know, for me, it, it happens every year where it just, there, there comes a point where, and for me, it was after kind of hockey ended and then a week or two later when I was watching a little bit more baseball, I'm like, yeah, like I want to get the baseball game now. Like I had no, I had no interest in getting it during like the basketball and hockey playoffs, right? Because that's not what I was thinking about. Um, but yeah. once I get, once I get a little more invested mentally in baseball, then it's when I started to, to think about getting it and uh, grabbed it. So it's a, it's definitely good if you, if you like this, the franchise and you like the baseball video games. This is obviously the pretty much the only baseball video game that's any good, um, right? So, literally, which is kind of annoying. But um, but the good thing the good thing is it's really good. It is. Yeah, it is. It's not like you have to choose between terrible and mediocre. Right, it's, right. You have to choose between very, very good, good and, and terrible. And terrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. so you go MLB the Show nineteen. I'm not I'm not going to give it a number rating because I haven't had it. I haven't explored all of it yet. But um, preliminary analysis is buy it if you like. Uh, if you traditionally like those and you want the new version. There's no reason not to go buy this one. It's, it's an improvement, just not like a... It's not an overhaul, which I don't know if it should be anyway. So there you go. Good. So that's Good it. Stuff. That's it for episode 132. Anything else uh, you want to add? I just can't believe we made we it. We made it. We made it through we 132. It. And next time, it'll be 133. Indeed. <laughs> Later days. <laughs> <laughs>